Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> judgments and announced them publicly. The chair of the committee sued President Trump personally and before he was even appointed to his position, determined and put in writing that President Trump was responsible for the events of January 6th. This is not an investigative committee. There's nothing for him to investigate when he's made a prejudgment. We have other members of the committee who announced their prejudgments well in advance. It's not equal justice under the law, Mr. Garland, to charge a matter like this criminally. The holder of the privilege in this case, executive privilege, invoked the privilege. Mr. Bannon is a layperson. When the privilege has been invoked by the purported holder of privilege, he has no choice but to withhold the documents. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. Uh, Mr. Bannon acted as his lawyer counseled him to do by not appearing and by not and by not turning over documents in this case. He didn't refuse to comply. He made quite clear that if a court ordered him to comply, he would do that. But he had an obligation to honor the privilege that was invoked. And in terms of prosecuting this criminally, it violates settled Department of Justice policy that's binding on the executive branch. It is outrageous that a criminal charge was brought in this case. It is a misdemeanor, but it's being treated as if it were a capital case. Um, Mr. Bannon takes this very seriously. It's outrageous what the government did. The principles of equal justice under law that Mr. Attorney General Garland speaks about are vitally important to all of us. And we all lose as Americans when they're selectively used and when we violate that principle. You see these signs right here and the guys over here saying insurrection and all that? That's what this country's about. It's freedom of speech. They got their opinions. We have our opinions. Okay? Hang on. They have their opinions. I'm telling you right now. This is going to be the misdemeanor from hell for Merrick Garland, Nancy Pelosi, and Joe Biden. Joe Biden ordered Merrick Garland to prosecute me from the White House lawn when he got off Marine One. And we're going to do, we're going to go on the offense. We're tired of playing defense. We're going to go on the offense on this and stand by. You should understand, Nancy Pelosi took, is taking on Donald Trump and Steve Bannon. She ought to ask Hillary Clinton how that turned out for them, okay? You, we're going on the offense. Are you prepared to spend time in jail for not providing these documents? Are you prepared for jail time for not providing these documents during this case? You should, you should be outraged if he ever faced that possibility as an American. There is nothing criminal about any conduct that occurred in this case. And when we respond to Merrick Garland, we say, apply the, apply the law equally. They don't have, who else did they prosecute for invoking executive privilege in a criminal prosecution? Read the Department of Justice Office of Legal Counsel letters. It's unconstitutional according to their, according to their own opinions from some real luminaries, including, by the way, read the Office of Legal Counsel opinion by Eric Holder for the Obama administration, the Fast and the Furious case. This is unheard of to force a, a, a person to violate the invocation of executive privilege. Former advisor to Donald Trump, Steve Bannon, appeared in court today after surrendering to the FBI earlier in the morning. Uh, he is being arraigned on two charges of contempt of Congress. Bannon, up to this point, has not yet entered into a plea deal. He is, however, 
not permitted to fly internationally. He had to surrender his passport, and if he has to leave the D.C. area, then he has to notify authorities. They're pretty much just going after him in a continuation of their never-ending, relentless pursuit to just pummel Donald Trump as much as they possibly can. They must just be petrified that that man is coming back in 2024 because they're doing everything they can. This entire hearing is a sham. It has a predetermined outcome. We obviously know they're going to find everything that they want to find. In every way, Trump is going to have done something wrong, and that's going to be the end result. There is no objectivity on there. It is a one-sided panel. The only two people who are supposed to make it a fair and balanced panel are two of the biggest Trump-hating Republicans in there. So it's just all a big joke. You heard Steve Bannon say this is going to be the misdemeanor from hell. I really do hope that he does give it to them in that way because they deserve it. This is just a production for the left. They have nothing. They're not winning anywhere. They know what's coming in 2022 and certainly what's coming in 2024. And again, this is just a big show to try to damage Trump's reputation before the 2024 election. I got quite a bit to go through today. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, they did closing arguments this morning. As of right now, it's about 7 o'clock Monday night. Uh, I don't know if it's already been put to the jury. I certainly haven't seen anything come back in yet. So we're still waiting to see what happens there. By closing arguments, by listening to the judge's description of the charges that are being put forth, I don't see how they convict this kid on anything. I mean, if you don't convict him on the first two counts of the murder, if you don't get him on those two, which... You know, self-defense, he's allowed to plead self-defense. He was running for his life, even if he had a gun, even if you, even if it's perceived that he was provoking it ahead of time. He was running for his life in the end, having rocks belted at him, getting hit with a skateboard, having a guy grab at his gun. Yeah, at that moment, self-defense does kick back in because a guy grabbing for your gun, you got guys with guns around you. So I don't see how this kid is not not guilty. I'm going to assume that if they follow the law as it is written, if the jury is not looking for social justice, if they're going to actually do this true blue by the book, he gets off all charges cleared and he can go live out the rest of his life. You know, and that's that. The other issue that we're having is all the threats around the country. They're already calling in National Guard. You're having Black Lives Matter saying burn the cities down. I mean, it's it's turning into a mess. And it's always funny because it's never the right side. We don't make these threats. We lose cases. We watch it. We lose it. We're like, that's messed up. It's an injustice. We speak our mind about it. We never to threaten to burn buildings down and hurt people and riot. They don't ever have to beef up security or call a National Guard to protect cities just because of the outcome. We vocalize through our voices. We don't do these things. It's always on one side and it always comes from the left side. So they're preparing for that as well. Could that be part of a delay tactic because they're not sure? They want to make sure everybody's in place? Sure. We'll see what happens with the jury. It really looks to me as if he should get off. I hope he does get off. We'll see.
All right, so Sleepy Creepy signed the 1.2 infrastructure bill. Really think about this. They were so adamant about how important this was to pass as soon as possible. It had to be done. Our roads and bridges, everything's failing. Our infrastructure's crumbling around us. We got to get this bill through. We got to get this bill passed. You had progressives holding out because they wanted it attached to the 3.5 socialist spending nightmare that they're trying to pass. You know, they got to the point where that's being held up too much. So on some, I don't know if they're doing it for PR or because they got a little bit more spook since they lost some elections, but they passed the 1.2 nine days ago. Joe Biden is signing it today, or he already signed it. You know, the thing, the problem I have with this is if it was such a rush, why didn't you sign it nine days ago? No, he had to wait until Nancy Pelosi and some other people got back from an overseas trip because he wanted to make sure that they can all do the conga and everything while they're signing it, make a big production out of it, like they got a win in their column, and it's all good, man. Yeah, we did it. It was so important to get done, man. You could wait an additional nine days. Before, they were acting like you had to sign it yesterday, last week. But now, you know, you got to make sure you have that party. Good PR the White House lawn, you guys can all get out there and high-five each other. I want to actually play you a little clip. It's it's not real informative. That's not the point. I'll describe it to you after the fact. But this is Joe Biden at the signing party. Even America. God bless you all and may God protect our troops. Now let me sign this bipartisan bill. my mask. No, let me explain to you what was happening there. Uh, he was at the podium giving the speech, obviously. He walks over saying he's going to sign the bill now. He gets over to where he's going to sign it at. Oops, where's my mask? Decides to go back to the podium. Starts fumbling through a bunch of paper. I don't even know why you look through the paper. I mean, the mask's either there or it's not. Uh, in the meanwhile, Pelosi, the military, everybody that's walking behind him, nobody's wearing a mask. So he just turns around and they're all looking at him like he's stupid. He proceeds back to the table to sign the bill where he's gathered around, you know, 15 or so people, nobody in masks, everybody's laughing, having a great old time. And I just think that it's comical that it's such a show. Nobody's wearing masks and it's either that or Joe's just completely lost his mind and he's just, I got to get my mask. Where is it at? They told me to wear it. I better be a good boy and put my mask on. (sighs) It's just all so dumb. Anyways, Mitch Landry, 61 years old, will act as the senior advisor to the president under the title of infrastructure coordinator. He will be tasked with coordinating investments that will supposedly create millions of jobs while overhauling the nation's infrastructure from roads to bridges to airports and ports. 
If you don't know who Landry is, he was the mayor of New Orleans from 2010 to 2018 and lieutenant governor from 2006 to 2010. He's probably most known for his pursuit to get rid of Civil War era Confederate statues in New Orleans that he deemed public nuisances. (laughs) Those nuisance statues, they just come right at you, don't they? He's also known for 2018 calling the Trump's Make America Great Again campaign slogan a dog whistle for Southerners, especially African Americans. After nominated by Biden, he said in a speech that he will ensure that these major investments achieve the president's goals of combating climate change and advancing equity. Exciting. In the bill, supposedly, the government will invest $55 billion to expand access to clean drinking water, $65 billion to ensure that every American has high-speed internet, $110 billion for new funding to repair road bridges and support major transportation products, and $89.9 billion in funding for public transit. Supposedly, it's the largest uh, federal investment in public transportation in history. I have one slight problem with all of this that only adds up to 319.9 billion. What about the other 900? Is that just going to be for their social spending? Because that's what I'm assuming it's going to be for. Uh, And why did 19 Republicans agree to this? Those 19 Republicans... I'll get all their names for you at a later podcast, especially as we're getting closer to elections. The ones that are coming up need to be outed. We need to put American first people in their places. They should not be there. They shouldn't have agreed to a bill that only, I think in total, it was around 500 or 550 billion actually go towards infrastructure and the other say 700 billion are all it's a bunch of pork for socialist democratic wish list items that they're now going to get which brings me to my next topic the nightmare 1.75 or at least that's where it's at right now build back better deal why do we need to spend an additional 1.75 trillion dollars when they've already built into this infrastructure budget at least $750 billion of pork. Why don't they put that towards some of these socialist items that they wanted? I'm sure it's going to some of them as is, but it just shows you their never-ending pursuit to spend us into oblivion and to destroy this country. Currently, as of November 13th, the Department of Labor Bureau of Statistics this week reported that an 8.6 increase in wholesale prices over the past 12 months, that is inflation. That is the highest increase in years. Manchin obviously is opposed to this, and he said D.C. can no longer ignore it. However, the response to that is less than stellar. The uh, left has so many geniuses over there, or at least they depend on all of us being so stupid, They argue that more federal spending will actually help inflation, not hurt it. (laughs) That is just the dumbest thing I think I've heard in a while. I was really entertained reading that whole article. I read a couple different ones and it it was really entertaining to me that they're actually trying to sell you that them spending more money is going to bring inflation down. 
Their response is, <laughs> the best way to address inflation is to pass a bill that creates jobs, reduces bottlenecks, and is totally paid for by making sure that the wealthy pay their fair share. Schumer said that's just what we're doing with the Build Back Better Act. <laughs> so you're going to spend more to bring inflation down. Sure, that, may, that makes all the sense in the world if you're a complete moron. Uh, critics, though, have pushed back on this claim, especially since raising the federal debt accelerates inflation, which they're doing. You keep hearing all this talk about raising the debt ceiling. They're going to print more money. The federal government prints more money to help pay for debt obligations. That leads to higher prices over time. Inflation. So I don't know what schools or colleges that these people went to god only knows you guys certainly were educated on how to be great politicians you guys know how to lie to people with a straight face how to smile and stab people in the back you guys know how to use the government and use the people to fatten your own pockets how to make crooked deals you guys learned all that stuff in college but the one thing you certainly didn't learn a damn thing about is the economy you have no idea how the economy works, apparently, because if you actually believe, which I know they don't, they just say these ridiculous things, but if they actually believe that by spending more, inflation goes down, then they have no business in politics. They have no business running the country. Please, they deserve to be baggers at your local grocery store, and that's about it. Man, we're being led by a bunch of morons. As of right now, all items in the index rose by an average of 6.2% over the last 12 months ending in October. That is the largest 12-month increase since the period ending in November 1990. The index for all items, less food and energy, rose 4.6% over the last 12 months. The energy index rose by 30% over the last 12 months, and the food index increased by 5.3%. So here it is, once again, and I'm going to beat this to death, whether they actually tax you directly or not, you are being taxed. The cost of living is getting to a point where it's impacting every single family across the United States. Everybody's paying more for fuel and energy. Everybody's paying more every time you hit the grocery store. Everybody's paying more for, especially right now, it's Christmas. You know you're paying more for every single product that you're trying to order. Moms and dads are busting their rear to get the money to try to make sure that their kids have nice Christmases and, you know... You're getting killed. And why are you getting killed? Because you have idiots like that who are telling you if they spend more, inflation's going to go down. Run in the country. Wow. We are in serious trouble. Now, the House did say this week they should pass, at least in the House, Build Back Better plan. It then goes to the Senate. We've been around this. We're going round and round. You've heard it from me. You've heard it from a million different places, I know. But once it gets to the Senate, it solely depends on Joe Manchin and Sinema. Because as of right now, every Republican is a no. So as long as one of the two defect and hold the line, we live to play another day. Is that going to happen? 
I don't know. Joe Manchin seems to be getting more and more aggravated with his side because they're playing parlor tricks with the bill. Uh, I explained it before, but just in case this is your first time hearing the podcast, they're not actually lessening the amount they're spending. They're just lessening the amount of time that they're allocating to each program. So naturally, instead of doing 10 years, maybe they're doing three years. So it cuts it from 3.5 down to 1.75. And visually, it looks nice to people. People are like, oh, okay, well, they knocked quite a bit off. But you didn't do anything. All you did was shorten the length of time. And once those programs are in place, you see, just like Obamacare, once they're in there, it's going to be hell to get them out if you ever even could. So that's the game they're playing, and Joe Manchin's not real happy with the with what they're playing. Also, this whole idea of taxing the rich—I don't know if anybody caught it. Bernie Sanders, you know, tweeted out that they need to pass it, and it's all about the rich paying their fair share. And Elon Musk, yeah, I don't—that dude's strange. You know, Elon Musk's a strange guy, but he did end up tweeting out something funny. He goes, "I keep forgetting that you're still alive." That was his response to Bernie Sanders, which was just amazing and epic at the same time man it was a great response Elon Musk uh, smart guy obviously you know he's innovative and creative and you know he's living the American dream he's showing you he is living proof of the American dream that you can be anything you want to be this guy wants to build rockets and electric cars he wants to travel in space and, and do some Star Trek stuff cool and he's the richest man in the world but in a socialist society that could never happen you would never be allowed to do it. You're not going to get to that point in your life. So that that's, I think he, of all people, understands the American way, which is why he is fighting against this tyranny that's headed in our direction. But it was pretty funny. So if you don't have Twitter, there it is. Look it up online. I'm sure you'll find it on some news articles because I wasn't the only one. When I saw it, I called a couple of my buddies. We were dying laughing because that was just a reckless comment. Yeah. All right. Well, it's Tuesday. I hope you had a great weekend. You know, we're getting closer to hump day. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. It's a great help. Uh, get Help me get even more recognized. If you'd like to follow me, uh, Twitter at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. Gab at The Real Little Joe. Parlor. I'm also at The Real Little Joe. I'm kind of all over the place right now. I'm kind of waiting for Trump's thing to drop, and we'll check that one out. I just I hate social media. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to me, littlejocc.com go to the contact section you can leave me a message ask me a question however besides that have a wonderful Tuesday we'll see what happens with Kyle we'll see what happens with signing of bills and everything else we got a busy week this week and I will report on as much of it as I can Friday I will see you then